Now podcast. I'm Anna. I'm Maggie. And I'm Cecilia. And today's topic is social structures and choices. Um, today we have our first guest. Yeah, our friend Jose. Yay! Round of applause. So things will be a little bit different today on this podcast. We have four people and one mic. So we've decided that I'm going to sit this one out for a little. I'm going to be here in the background. If I really, really want to say something, I'll say it. If not, then we have Maggie and Cecilia and Jose here to talk about how they feel about the topic. So um, I I think it'd be good if first, if you guys want to maybe define what you think social structures are or define how you see things that I think that'd be a good way to start off or maybe introduce how about let's just introduce Jose (laughs) we'll just say like what do you do um, like for a living (laughs) no how about like um background background yeah yeah your background like you're not a student no I'm not a student I've just been working Mm -hmm. Okay. okay So mostly with, let's say, general public, not necessarily in Fresno, but mm-hmm. it was mostly, it was around Fresno. Yeah. So I've gone to see a lot of people, know a lot of people. Okay. Kind of get my gist of how to talk to them or what their really end game is. Mm-hmm. So with this one, I'm not 100% confident in my, um, like, just ideas in general, so I'm going to let <laughs> Maggie. Okay. Um. Well, I still. You guys. I don't know if you guys remember, but I am a criminology major with victimology option. So I study a lot of theories and a lot of um, factors that influence people to commit crime and things like that. So I kind of get why people do things the way that they do mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I Okay, so what is the social structure to you? Like, why don't you do this one, Jose? I'm not really a believer in uh, social structures. Okay, as so far just, as, yeah. things are the way they are? To just a certain be, extent. Just because they are the way? No. I'd say to a certain extent. Okay. What's that extent? Mm. Like an example, if you have something on your mind. I have to say, some of the neighborhoods in Fresno, okay. you notice some certain patterns with yeah. the people living there. Mm-hmm. But I think that's mostly due to choice of the individual, not because they're put in that situation by a social structure. Okay, so the poor neighborhoods you're talking about? Yeah. Like, and they're crime prone, right? Yes. Okay, so you're saying crime is chosen. Right? Yes. Okay. I agree with you to a certain extent. (laughs) (laughs) But there are concepts, situational factors that influence all those decisions. So if you have, like, a student that was able to get financial aid but lives in a poor neighborhood but has maybe both parents supporting them, I think that child or that person can choose not to commit crime and have a better life. But... A person that doesn't get financial aid, that doesn't have both parents in the picture, like a single mom or a single dad, dad, um, that can't monitor their child that much and can come home at whatever time they want, can have 
an influence on who that person uh, associates with or has friends with or things like that. So I agree with you. Those decisions are a choice, but it's also learned through other people. Okay, but let's... It's a cycle. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's people with, like, generations of gang violence in their family or, like, gang membership. And that's membership. the only choice that they have, right? Yeah, right. Like, that's all they know. Or that's all they know. That's not the only choice they have because they do have other options. Right. But they don't know or they're not aware of to change or break that cycle. So... Well, if you're going to make it as an adult, you have to think for yourself. And you have to know right from wrong. Right. So I, I'm sure they do know so that it's wrong. So for you to continue to take the footsteps on the wrong path isn't a smart decision. And I'm sure those people are aware of it right. because they know of a consequence. Mm-hmm. So you can decide not to go down that path. Sure, that's easier because that's kind of what's been laid out for you. But that person, like you said, that person does have a choice. What if they don't learn other options to them? Because there's families that think education is a waste of time. Like, why are you going there? You're not making any money. Should you listen to what everybody else says? But if it's coming from an authoritative figure that you respect and love, why do you think that they can say no to that adult or to that family member? Uh, because it's your life and you have to live it the way you want to. And if you decide you want to make a choice, then if other people don't agree with it, then it's your burden to go through with it. But isn't it kind of hard? Oh, yeah. To of course it is. go against everything that you know and everything that's been taught to you? Yeah. Like, with that, like, it's a choice. Because our cousin, like... Her, she has both her parents. She has the support of, like, all her family, including us. But yet she decided that she was not going to go to college. She was going to be a teen mom. And, like, you have to have a certain fire within you, right? A certain yeah. fire within you to be like, I know that I can, that that's the easy way out. But there's also something, like, it has to burn, like, within you to get your ass out of there, too, I also feel. But then I know how hard it is. Not that I know, but, like, I can just imagine how hard it is when everything is piling on you to, like, get up under that. That, yeah, that's hard. But, like, with our cousin, like... Yeah, like there's still people that have grown up in the best of circumstances, yeah. like they yeah. have the money, they have the resources, they have the connections, but they choose other things. Mm-hmm. Now, let's look at those type of people. What if they didn't have the love of their family or the love of their siblings mm-hmm. or just like supporting emotion, emotional support that you need to survive? Mm-hmm. You don't need that to survive. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. I'm perfectly fine with my life and I didn't grow up with much support. What if, okay, what about your mom or your your family? Like, don't they love and support you? Not necessarily with most of the choices I've made. And again, that goes back to going against a lot of what people say to me mm-hmm. about choices I want to make. Can you give an example? Mm, Jiu-Jitsu. Mm-hmm. Mm, MMA. Okay. I went into it um, 
hearing, oh, you're just going to injure yourself. You're just going to get beat up. You're, you have injuries. You're going to hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not going to be a good I have, idea for I you. I was similar because my mom didn't want me to do boxing when I was in junior high. But my dad, on the other hand, thought it was a good idea for me to learn. So I had, like, both, like, mm-hmm. arguments in my face. And the, ultimately, I chose to learn because I, I just think it's important to learn to defend yourself. But my mom was the one saying, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to get broken nose. You're going to, you know, like, things like that that are supposed to scare you. But I decided to go through with it anyways because it's important. But in the case of, what are we talking about? The growing up with you need emotional support because maybe had my dad not been as supporting then maybe i had not i would not have chosen to go learn you know what i mean you need like some push or drive to continue to do the right thing or to choose something yeah you do need an external push yeah but you also need it within within yours yeah, yeah. exactly mm, but if you don't have the external support don't you think that it should be your personal obligation to drive yourself to that point because sometimes you're not always going to have somebody there right that can go with college like i don't have no no parents telling me go study go do your homework go do this go do that make sure your things are done you have to have Mm -hmm. that drive within yourself Mm -hmm. yeah exactly because you know that it's going to take time and then the outcome is going to be better Mm -hmm. so but what if my parents weren't supporting supporting me in my decision what if they're like i'm going to kick you out because I don't want you to go to school. Or I'm going to kick you out because I don't want you to do boxing. Then I kind of have to be obligated to do what they're saying. Because then I'm like out on the street or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or things like that. That influence your decisions that you have to make for yourself. So being dependent on other people is kind of what draws you back. Not dependent. Mm, um, but let's... Don't we all care what our family thinks, though? <laughs> like, our parents... No. You don't care what your, your mom says at all? No. Nothing? But Not really. isn't that because that's... That's how your relationship started? Like, no. that's... No? No. Okay. Um, I was a mama's boy growing up when I was little. And then... I, st- I just... I guess you can say I started walking my own feet and mm-hmm. kind of learned things on my own and decided to separate myself and learn on my own. Because there's certain things that you just can't learn from your mom. So then you kind of have to take your life in your own footsteps and learn from the things you do wrong and then decide whether you want to keep going down that path or if you want to go down another path. Mm-hmm. And they're both hard, but... One of them is going to make things easier for you in the end. Um, okay, so I can only talk from like a criminology perspective because that's what I'm that's what I know in research and stuff. But like saying, let's say, um, we're on drugs, right? They put higher sentencing rights for crack cocaine that was mostly used by black Americans, um, while, while white Americans were using drugs at the same rates that african-americans were so we put a bunch of people of color in jail for crimes they did commit which they chose but when they went to prison and they got out they're seen as second-class citizens which was the jim crow era of where you have rights but you have to go use that bathroom over there you can go to school but you have to go use that school over there 
And to me, social structure is grouping people into limited spaces and limited uh, resources, limited access to be better and do better than the past generation. But to do better and be better, that'd be a personal choice to continue living the it way that structure it, or trying to get out of it, that structure. It would if it were only relying on that only person. But it relies on so many different mm-hmm. factors across the board. What school you go to, what resources your school goes to, what, how good of your teachers are you? Do you have access to tutoring? Do you have access to after school sports or even art classes because some art classes were canceled out of schools and things like that that can back you up a little yeah that will back you up but do you need all those things to let's say make a good life or be a decent human being no or know not to commit crime no you don't you just need someone to show you what the good things are right because social behaviors learn back to the people going back into the prisons when they're released, they can't find jobs because the only that that question on 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 applications was only um, uh, that have you ever committed a crime or have mm-hmm. you ever committed a felony mm-hmm. that was only taken out in twenty eighteen, barely. And when do you know when it was put in? I probably <laughs> in the nineties, eighties. I'm assuming. I don't know exactly the date, but it's been there for a long time. Like I don't remember it not being when I was a teenager applying for jobs yeah. you know what i mean yeah i've been applying for jobs and it's still there they ask if you're yeah you're not we've been you're not you're not supposed they're not supposed to have that legally they're not supposed to i so, have a problem with it so, but that if you're convicted of a felony your job to find a job it goes by 50 percent i like it diminishes so if you can't find a job it's fresh out of prison and you need to make money to support your three kids what are you gonna You're obviously going to revert back to what you what, know. What you know and you, you know to make money. Yeah. Even if that does put your safety and the safety of your kids yeah. in jeopardy because you know yeah. you're going to get money To somehow. give them food. Yeah. <laughs> to give them electricity. Yeah. Well, I'll start off with first thing. I don't think it's a bad thing to know who is working for you. No, you can do still do background checks if the yeah. company chooses to do that. Well, I mean in the sense of asking them if they have committed a felony. Is that that wrong to want to know who is working under you and representing your company? No. Is it that wrong? In theory. But the effect of that is wrong. Which that is... felons can't get jobs. They can. If we wanted to get good jobs... Not just McDonald working we'll jobs. Well, get jobs that are going to keep you out of prison. Right. Or keep good you jobs, out of trouble. Good jobs, yeah. Good jobs yeah, yeah. that will, so, are legal, good work. So. So how do we, how do I, how do we, if you say that you're good for that question, then how do we fix these people that can't get, or can't get mm, decent jobs? A better re- or, rehabilitation system into society to make sure that they don't commit the crime if they do not want to. Some people prefer that type of lifestyle, and you can't change yeah. those people just because of the decision that they already made that that's the only way they're going to live. Right. But what about the person that does want to go get that top that job at even Target? Target does background checks. Mm-hmm. I only know that because my friend works at Target, and she mm-hmm. had to go through a background check. But even even that, just a real-tail job, he would, that person wouldn't have been able to get that job. So, that, I mean, it's not fair, and it's not fair at all. I don't think that question's fair at all. I'd have to disagree with that, but 
<laughs> which is what we're, this podcast is about. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but in the sense of, um, yeah, there should be a better re- rehabilitation for people that do leave prison if they choose mm-hmm. that they want to abide by the laws and live in a society. But resorting back to selling drugs or the same crimes is not the answer. Just for the mere fact that, yeah, it is harder to find a job. 50% less. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> there, do these people necessarily try hard enough or do they just go through a couple of jobs and they're like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go back to selling drugs. I'm sure so, they try, but there's a time limit on how long they yeah. can be looking for a job. If they need to pay <laughs> bills, you know what I mean? Yeah. Buy food. Buy food, exactly. But going back to the, the same thing that got you in prison mm-hmm. isn't the smartest decision. Exactly. So you you kind of realize that the prison system isn't working, right? That deterrence isn't really working. And you just said that we need better rehabilitation to get them um, not to commit crimes. Well, not necessarily not to get them to commit crimes. That's their choice. But I mean just to um, get them in society, get them working. Um help them structure themselves if they choose because if they choose to structure themselves and then go back to it because they realize that having a job is hard and they can make quick money well then if you end up back in prison you shouldn't be put back into a rehabilitation system where you're allowed to get a job you're on your own you commit the crime again go to jail that's the life you're choosing so you're saying if they go to jail twice they shouldn't be rehabilitated exactly Okay, well, I disagree with that because I have faith in humanity, but... <laughs> oh, I have faith in humanity. Yeah, um, these people just have to make their own choice. Mana, what's that quote that we were going to read for this one? I can't find it. It's in our text message, yeah. So, I would really encourage you, Jose, to read this book called The New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexandra. Alexandria? And let's see. We just re- we just sent it last night. The mess, the quote, and it's basically a book about the prison system and how it's not working and how everything is fucked up basically. <laughs> and it's, it was written, I believe, the author noticed something after um, Barack Obama was put into office, where when like um, when everything was. No one's racist. We have a black president. Remember that time? <laughs> and he, she noticed, like, it's not just this that's wrong. This thing right here. I see it here, and I see it here, and I see it in the prison systems. So it says, we have not ended racial racial caste in America. We have merely redesigned it. So I wrote, I was reading it in a history class in, like, two years ago, and it... I didn't read it all the way through, so I, even I need to go back and read it all the way through. But it was really interesting because when we had slavery, that defined you being black. If you're black, you're a slave. And then when we moved into Jim Crow with the schools, it was you're a second-class citizen. You have some rights, but not rights. Now, criminal is black. It just, everything is fixed in a way that it's just redesigned to look different, but it's the same. At least to me. That's why I, the way I see it. Not even just black, but like people of color. People of color. Like, I was looking up statistics. So, African Americans make up 
13% of the population, roughly. I think it's like 13 point something. Yet, there are, I believe, they make up 34% of the population. And I think Hispanic and Africans make up like 56. So like Of the prison system of the pri- population? Of the prison population. So that mathematically just makes no sense to me. It would make sense if they were 13% in the prison population. Let me just add on something to that real okay. quick. Did you know that 50% of deaths of blacks in America is due to 13% of blacks? Yeah, that's yeah. a whole so, other thing. So that's kind of why they're ending up, because uh, they're killing each other and ending up in prison. Yeah. So that might have something to do why they're getting themselves sent to jail for killing their own race and causing an bigger issue in their society i don't know a lot of a lot of facts or details about why there's black on black killing because i do remember that being an issue in one of my classes but i can't remember for the life of me why that it was or how that even started to rebuttal what you just said (laughs) because (laughs) but i know that it's an issue and i'm pretty sure i bet like well i mean if you pit see if you pit groups against each other yeah or even your own people or even your own people people. against yourselves you're you're taking care of the problem for the (laughs) white or the white people (laughs) white people or anybody doesn't have to go out there and like kill Kill them they just have them killing themselves so what you're saying is it's a (laughs) social structure issue so you're saying white people not white people, no, but not like people, but social like. society, because even we contribute so white to... white people society, because the majority of people in the United States are white. Mm-hmm. And that's a society that's putting black people to kill black people. Yeah. I don't believe that. You don't believe that? I'm no, going to research it, and I'll get back to you. But I, I believe it with my heart, and I, I, and I, no. and I know that See, it's... See, if you keep people, if you keep people apart they're easier to break down mm-hmm. how are how is a society keeping these people apart because they're, they're always people. pitting they're always pitting people against different people no, how is uh again how is the white people as you said poisoning minorities against each other in their own society i think that the way um the way i see it is that as a society, who makes up the top people? Who makes up the media? Who makes up uh, who's in the directing room? Things like that. The way I see these social structures is that we aren't meant to see them. So when we have an all-white, uh, or not even all-white, I'm sorry, like a group of board members where they are unevenly or disproportionately non-representative of other people, then I think that's how we put people against each other. Like, in the media, you see a high... I want to believe or say that there is a statistic that has a higher rate of colored people being the criminal and then other people being the victim and so if we're constantly fed through the news through the media um that this is the standard of what these people are then i think that that's a way that 
they divide us socially. And that's when you start having, like, people against people, not even, or people within their own races being against each other because it's like, well, I'm not like them on the TV or I'm not like that. And so then you start having this conflict. Uh, okay, so they form their own opinion based upon what they see on TV, so they decide to commit crime and kill each other. They're, if you're being, because if you're, you're being fed something constantly by, by like, media. Cha- change the channel. Even, it's on every channel. It's Turn off the TV, stop eating every, all the crap you're fed and all the, this, uh, these lies that you're fed by social structures. The average person... The average Joe, the average whatever, <laughs> they're going about their lives. They see it in magazines. They see it in billboards. They see it on the TV. They hear it in the radio. It's it's this constant cloud, and they don't even realize that it's there, but it's there. That And they're, obviously, you can't, you're in a cloud. You can't see anything else. You don't know what else is out there. We have cell phones capable of showing you oh anything. <laughs> the technology in a cell phone, you I... you can't say you're stuck in a cloud necessarily. <laughs> There's your phone five minutes into it and you can find yourself. But if they're not aware of their biases, like if we see, like we do see a black uh, thug on TV, that's all we're going to associate black men to be. Uh, maybe criminals. you, but I don't. Okay. <laughs> I sure as hell don't. Not you or me in general, because we're aware that they're not. But what about people, like Mana said, in the direction um, rooms, directing the media and things? What if they've all they've grown up with is just their white family, their white friends, and a gated community with no exposure to many people of color, you know what I mean? And all they know is whatever they've seen on TV, radio... Or things like that. But we don't necessarily know that that's all they've seen. You're no, just we making don't. an assumption. We're just making, we're just theorizing. And yes. again, the directors and all these people filming are there for a job. They're not there for an opinion. As but, the people but with, of, course, <laughs> of course, they're not there for opinions. The, the journalists but they're and the people. They're going to put their opinions in they're, there. I saw, not I mean, everything is subjective. Well, I I meant like you, you said, oh, the director, the person filming, or, you mm-hmm. know, the whole crew. They don't really have a say on what goes on. They're just there to do a job. Now, let's say the anchormen, they're given stories. They, they don't, I don't think most of them do their own research. No, probably not. So they're given a piece of paper. They go up there and they read it. So who's behind that person? But I'm not saying that it's that person, that single person's opinion but that, that directs infor- everybody in the direct. But the, the information that was given to them, then like, oh, well, this this must be true. So they they they're gonna say it either way. But in their minds, now they're absorbing this information from people upstairs that actually do make these decisions. They're like, we need to put this out because this is what is happening or not happening. And then their ideas come from the people at the top. That movie or that news outlet is getting out to the public. Now we're getting these same ideas that these people at the top are getting do you get what i mean it's like a chain it's like one cord connection like where can yeah you're right we can look it up and find our own research but which ones do we trust which ones don't we trust there's there's fox that completely says one thing there's cnn that says a complete another thing and then there's abc that says another like what which one is the one we listen to or like pay attention to 
and we're like I don't know what it's called, but it's like oh, it's called confirmation bias. So if you believe one thing, you're obviously gonna and look towards things that confirm your biases. So you're just looking at things that yeah are like pe- agreeing with people you. People are not looking to get proven wrong. They're just looking for things to confirm yeah. what they already know. Exactly. Um, what do we already know? That so wouldn't you say the same thing about what you're saying right now about the structure of society? That you, you really only look at it one way? In what way do I only look at it one way? Your biased way of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have biases. Like, exactly. it's okay. Like, I'm sure I do. But I try to think about them critically and, and examine why. And I examine... I look at this this individual that, like... I read a report about um, a guy that was raped by his brother's wife at the age of 12. He later raped his stepdaughter that was at the age of 12. So you can't tell me that he was not fucked up, so he also did a fucked up thing. Like, psychologically. Like, people... Not everyone does that. But it's not justifiable because he was fucked up. No, it's not. I'm not justifying what he says. But if you look... If you only look at what he did and not the why, the the context, the right? context, then how can we give that person a suitable punishment? So like, you know what I mean? Because mm. so, I know what you're gonna say. Like, well, he did the that bad thing, so he gets whatever the law book says because he chose to do it, right? Not necessarily. I mean, okay, that that experience may have been traumatic for him, but he didn't stay that child his entire life he grew up right right what, learning right from wrong maybe and i what, don't know his life <laughs> essentially we know not to rape somebody right 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 a decent human being mm-hmm. um that lives in society knows not to kill somebody not to rape them not to steal right mm-hmm. wouldn't you say that yes we, they learned those as, things okay so he should have known then mm-hmm. you shouldn't necessarily have so much sympathy for him yeah, he had a fucked up life, but does that justify anybody with a screwed up life to commit crime or do we have to hear everybody's life story when they commit a crime and why it was okay? Yes, I want to hear everyone's life story. Oh, yeah, you're, you better <laughs> I want to know because I want to know the why. <laughs> what led this person up to this point to make these decisions for them? This person was raped numerous of times and later killed three women that resembled his rapist. rapist. You know what I mean? It wasn't those women's fault. He decided that, like, knowing and understanding Mm -hmm. are completely different. Like, I just had a conversation right now with my lecture right now about insanity and how there's different laws about how they classify things. Mm -hmm. And knowing and understanding are completely different. Yeah, you can know not to rape. You, you can don't understand know. why not. Yeah, you know that it's wrong to do this. Yeah. But do you understand the why it's mm-hmm. wrong? The why you shouldn't do that? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he understood why you shouldn't do it. <laughs> you need to go live in Texas because that's where, that's where that law was. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I stopped having sympathy for people when you start violating other people's human rights i lose a lot of sympathy for that i know a lot of people do and i understand why 
they lose all the sympathy and why they're like, death penalty, kill them all, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I just can't, like, I can't, like, I have, I maybe, maybe that's one of my biases. I have too much sympathy for people. <laughs> I'm just too <laughs> emotional, okay? I think a big part of the reason why we wanted to have this discussion was because right now what we have going on is the whole college scandal where you have very wealthy parents um, paying the way, and wrongfully so, paying the way for their children to get into college at these very, like, nice, nice schools. And so I think this is a conversation that I've had with uh, Cecilia, Maggie, and Jose. Like, we've all talked about this um scandal and I know that maybe we might have our own ideas or different ways of looking at them so I just wanted to know like what is your guys's opinion or what do you think should happen to the parents do you think the kids should be affected um for sure whoever uh, in my opinion for sure whoever was taking the money and um should definitely go to jail but whether or not they will is a whole different story and I think for me it just proves that there are social structures in place Mm -hmm. which allow this to happen and allow for these people to be able to basically walk away from um the wrong that they did so if you guys Jose uh to assume just because they're rich that they're all white goes to show biases <laughs> and the so-called <laughs> social structure and the assumption that but did you did say white? I, I did not say white oh, these, right uh, now in our, in our she past, just said wealthy I said wealthy right. but in our past conversation I did say white and I shouldn't so. I shouldn't have said that and I agree with Jose like there are some biases that I have and I've faced and um but I do believe that it's a big issue. So if you guys maybe want to talk about the wealth part, even just, or race, whatever. Um, yeah, what do you guys think about the scandal? Okay, I think it's complete garbage. <laughs> and they should go to prison for the maximum time <laughs> that they sh- the book says but knowing how social structures work and that money has a big influence on the type of lawyer you get they're probably not gonna serve a day in jail if not anything honestly yeah they had three million dollars to get their kid in school they're not going to jail yeah okay so you so you acknowledge money gives you privileges right yeah okay money makes the world go around okay just uh just like uh was it OJ got away with murder. Yeah. He had a lot of money. And yeah. He wrote a book on it afterwards. I mean, isn't that crazy? Yeah, and he didn't even go to prison. Exactly. For that murder, he went to prison for taxes. For and, evasion or taxes evasion. Yeah. Something like that, right? Tax evasion? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Um, but yeah, they're not going to get no days. But I mean, they're going to lose all their sponsorships and stuff. And yeah. I just... Because you might not think so, but I think so. That... This the education system is already it already advantages these wealthy people. Like they have access to tutors, they have access to nice, you know, um, prep schools. So 
by them paying that their kid gets to in USC, Stanford, maybe all these top elite yeah, schools. All these top elite schools. It's like maybe if you put in the work hiring a tutor. Um, or donating a building like you could have they could have gotten in legally but they went the extra mile to yeah. pay SAT instructor like, your child, like you just the parent needed to understand that their child was wasn't academically competent enough to <laughs> get into that school on their own and like they just needed to get that in their head like your kid isn't like that's the reality. Your kid isn't smart enough to get into this school. Like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, I don't know. How sure of you that are? How sure are you of I'm that not. to that extent? Because I'm not it, sure, but but I think that the if these kids want to continue to go into school, and they they should be able to reapply on their own by their own merit, like their own merits, and if they get in. Then, then that, that proves just that then they that could. just solidifies the fact that they could have gotten in, but they didn't choose to go through that route. They chose a for sure entrance. Yeah, they chose the the easy way. Well, it's not a for sure thing that they couldn't get in on their own. Yeah. So let's start off with that. Let's start. Let's see. That money was might have been a reassurance just in case that they didn't get in on their own reassurance it was like a for sure well exactly like they were let's say they let's say they applied and they weren't sure Mm -hmm. if they're gonna get in hey here's a bag of money Mm -hmm. now they know they're getting in Mm -hmm. but to say that that they couldn't but but to say that they couldn't make it in on their own or that we don't know that exactly we don't know that but we also don't know that they couldn't because you're saying they probably so let them reapply and if they can't get in then Okay, you're smart enough to be at USC. Good for you. But, but your mom's still in jail. So we'll just hit the rewind button and let them make <laughs> the right you, choice. Or do you not think that they should be Oh, they should be punished. They should, no. Oh. That they that they should not be able to reapply. No, not not the individuals. The you, students? Not the individuals, yeah. You don't think that the students shouldn't be able to? Or, like, reap, like you don't think it's a good idea, like Cece's saying, like, go retake your SAT, go retake your exams. Yeah. I don't think they should be allowed in the school, period. Oh, at all? Okay. Well, we don't know if the kids knew what they were doing, but I, I'm pretty sure they did yeah, because... you had to have some kind of inclination to what your parents were up to. I don't know. That's just me. Like, I don't know... There had to be something. There yeah. Had to be well, um, Be- Becky, I think the the one on. Do you did you watch Full House? Yeah. No, Full House. But I know who you're talking about. No. Do you 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 guys didn't watch? Oh, whatever. <laughs> okay. Well, her character was Aunt Becky, and she um she paid. She went farther. She did like more than what the other lady did. Mm-hmm. Felicity, the Desperate Housewife mm-hmm. actor actress, she bribe like SAT prompters to give their daughter more time and like corrected her answers on top of that so like that's fraud yeah that person that got paid is so gonna get sued (laughs) and I I bet you that person is gonna actually serve time and not the uh, oh yeah and not the uh, actress yeah I don't know just but that's also part of the issue that these poor well we don't know if they're poor but these less wealthy, because I'm sure they're less wealthy than these actresses, are probably going to get in more trouble than the actresses. Okay. Oh, I remember what I was saying. 
So we don't know that they weren't smart enough to get in. But I but there is video evidence of Aunt Becky's daughter being like, yeah, I just wanted to be at USC for the football games and for the parties. We know that that girl didn't want to go to USC you because she sure. wants... There's videos. Yeah, she's, she's like a, a YouTuber. YouTuber. Mm. She sat down, looked in the camera. Yeah, I don't I don't care about school. I want to go party at USC and go to the football games. We know like it, it was her it was her voice. Like it was on her YouTube, her personal YouTube. Yeah, we channel. know that that girl wasn't, "Oh my god, mom, you had to pay for me to get into USC because I love academics and I'm and I'm so smart." <laughs> like <laughs> no. Um it pisses me off because these people are here in these schools with so much money so much opportunity and they still chose to do this yeah that's... and they're taking away a spot from a student that actually worked hard worked hard for it and then they talk shit about people from the uh the, what's it called the um, uh, affirmative action uh-huh. The people from Affirmative Action, where they literally tell them, like, you didn't work hard enough. You didn't do that. You're only here because you're, you're Mexican yeah. or black or whatever. We don't know all those people criticize Affirmative Action, like you say. Not all No, of them do. but I'm sh- I, enough do to where it's a thing and people know about it. Enough people have, like, say, like, I watched a, I watch a YouTube channel where, like, they react to things, and one of the people was like, they were talking about this, and she was like, I had a 4.2 GPA. I'm not here because of some affirmative action. Like, I worked my butt off to be here. And that's just thrown out the window because of this. But then there's these, I don't want to say white, but these wealthy Americans <laughs> paying their way into school. That's what I think about that. It's just aggravating because they had all the resources. Like I said, they had access to tutors. They had the money. And yet they still had to get into a school and not on merit, not on their academic abilities, just on because their mom and dad had deep pockets. So let's say these parents didn't really pay much attention to this child and they grew up not knowing <laughs> right from wrong. Shouldn't we have some sympathy for them? But then we also don't know if the kid knew. Exactly, but... <laughs> In a world that we did, they, they did now, we should have sympathy for them. Because what, you said? I said, in speaking that they did get in through their parents' money, mm-hmm. like you said, shouldn't we take into account their upbringing? Mm-hmm. How do we know their parents didn't teach them right from wrong? Mm-hmm. So, by your standards, should they be punished? If to the they, full extent, if they without did. without hearing their background or if their parents were there for them. Okay, or... okay. Ha, ha, ha. Bias, I get it. <laughs> exactly. That's 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 where I'm trying to get at. Okay, but like Annalisa said, they have money, they have power, they have opportunity. They didn't have parents for their, there for them. They, they didn't did have somebody have, supporting but like saying, them. Like, they did have parents. Maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. They they worked a lot and they, oh, and I also know, I also watched a video. You're true. You're right. I should know their backstory because I watched a video that for a girl that claimed to go to this school where they were at and um, their homework was vigorous. So yes, there was stress and a bunch of them were like on antidepressants and Adderall trying to get through all the coursework that the school was providing. So yes, you're right. They had... A certain expectation to 
the world to their parents to mm-hmm. uphold and that could have influenced their decisions to fake their exam scores and their all their things okay you're right thanks for pointing that out for me oh, okay. you're welcome <laughs> see you guys come in theater <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for listening make sure to uh, follow us on instagram and twitter um right now we're having a little technical difficulties on soundcloud so but you can find us on spotify and anchor.fm commentiera um if you guys have any comments questions concerns like if you want to share your opinion with us you could email us at commentiera um commentiera at gmail.com we want to know what you guys think about this what your opinion is it's definitely important for us to hear each other's um opinions and i think that we had a really good discussion today with maggie and cecilia and jose and i just want to say thank you to jose for coming out and hopefully he'll be able to guest on our pod again so thank you thank you jose no you're welcome thank Thank you you for having me on here (laughs) (laughs) all right bye Bye, guys